Welcome to a special episode of our Bucket Plan On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Bucket Plan process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the last Thursday of October. Hard to believe that is the case, but here we are. For those of you who are not aware, November kicks off Long-Term Care Awareness Month, which is uh, why we have today's topic. Now, um, you know, you've probably heard me pontificate or, or get up on my soapbox. That was a big word. I just used it this early in the morning um, to, to talk about the importance of long-term care. I, I think for those of us that that really have a passion for it, and I, I do, it's because it's touched us personally in our lives, you know, either through relatives or family members, or just just seeing maybe even clients go through uh, kind of kind of the the both the the tragedy of of what long-term care can sometimes look like, and then obviously the cost impact and really what it means for the beneficiaries. And I've always talked about long-term care is really beneficiary insurance when you think about it. So I, you know, I, I've said this many times, you've probably heard me say it before, but in my opinion, you cannot be a true holistic financial advisor if you are not having this conversation. It, it, you know, again, that doesn't mean you're always buying insurance, but you have to have the conversation. And, and to kind of kick things off today, I want to introduce our two guest baristas, Wonderful women, super successful. Ali Swoford, Carol Schmindlin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you. Um, you know, I want to kind of kick it off with a with a probably a softball question, very simple one. I'll start with you, Ali. Um, you know, we have super successful advisors in this room, obviously, uh, but let's pretend for a second we we're you know they're all neophytes. Yeah, I'm using a lot of big words today. I just must have read my thesaurus last night. Um, they're all new to the <laughs> long term care space. Um, Let's let's just kind of how do you position long-term care? Mm -hmm. How are you having that conversation with your, your clients now? And is there kind of a, you know, a, a product line or a way of selling long-term care, whether that's uh, through a link benefit product, whether that's using pr primary life insurance or traditional long-term care? Do you kind of have a preference one way or the other? Thanks, Kale. Um, first of all, positioning long-term care in a holistic plan, I, I agree with you. It's essential. The statistics are astounding. One out of three people over the age of 65 will experience some form, some length of extended care need. And with those kind of statistics, you know, we teach a lot of AFIA classes and we're out in the community. We say, hey, look around you. You know, there's a dozen people in this room. When you think of it, four of you are gonna need long-term care. How many of you have addressed this issue? So I think one of the things is bringing it up. You know, we have it. We have an agenda sheet that we use with all of our appointments, and it's listed right there on the agenda sheet. So in case you forget about it, or it's just not top of mind because you're talking about moving assets, or you're talking about where they fit in the bucket plan it still reminds you that long-term care is a topic you should and need to bring up. And I think the more comfortable we are with the topic and with long-term care, the easier it just flows into the conversation. I also agree there's no one size fits all. So 
you know, if I've got a client that has, uh, let's say, a tax deferred annuity that's got a lot of gains in that contract and they really are not going to utilize that for their own income, then moving that over and leveraging that into, you know, the combination of an annuity long-term care scenario, that's a given. And we can do that all the way up through age 80. So there's one place that I've really seen some opportunity in. Also, corporate executives, if they have some old life insurance policies that have a high cash value to them and Maybe at this point, that insurance is not needed because of where the unified credits are, children are grown, all of those types of things. Doing a 1035 exchange of some high cash value life insurance over to a uh, life policy that has a long-term care benefit, that's worked out really well too. And then sometimes you just need to sell a traditional policy where people just pay a premium. They just go along. You know, most people don't like that a lot because they'll always cite, well, what if I never use it? And of course, we can always piggyback and say property and casualty. You know, you buy homeowner's insurance and you hope you never use it. Well, this is one of those things and more and more people, long-term care has touched their lives. As you said, either a family member or a friend and when you can cite, I've got clients that are currently paying $10,000 a month for care. If they didn't have a long-term care policy, even if it's only a three or a five-year, maybe not one of the Cadillac older products that had a lifetime benefit or a 5% compound, I always say it's better to light a candle than to have a dark room. So hope that awesome. helps. I love that helps tremendously. And just, just two quick points and I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Carol. Uh, so what Allie was referring to with the, the annuity side is under the Prote Pension Protection Act of 2006, and unfortunately I remember when that was passed, um, if you 1035 from an annuity into a linked benefit product that's an annuity slash long-term care, any benefits paid on the back end are tax-free. So you can literally take something with a low cost basis, a high gain, and potentially turn it into a tax-free benefit on the back end if it's used for long-term care. Again, that for us, that's a win-win, right? That's that's tax savings and handling probably the biggest risk they'll face once their bucket plan is in place. Uh, and then again, I, I love your suggestion also looking at some old life policies, 1035-ing those as well. So that just using that that tax aspect is is also critical. Uh, Carol, same question to you. Um, so in our client meetings, I just go through the connection questionnaire. I ask them if they have long-term care. I ask them about their parents um, and what their situation was, or if they had anyone in their family. Unfortunately, we have several clients that are going, that are using, needing long-term care that are in a home paying twelve to $15,000 a year, um, a month, I'm sorry. I was like, a year, they're getting quite the discount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then certainly in the priority and concerns questionnaire, that comes up. So 
And then I explain to my clients the type of, because they'll say, well, you pay, you pay, it keeps going up. What if I can't afford it? And I explain there's different types of long-term care. So for example, I let them know my husband and I have a hybrid policy. It's life and long-term care. Sometimes we have a need for life insurance. We had a need for long-term care. Um, I think the asset-based um, is a fabulous option for those that can afford it. And lately, I'm just coming across so many clients that have piles and piles and piles of money sitting there, and they don't know what to do with it. And I'm just like, you can inherit Evan and pay for his school in New York, my son. Um <laughs> But Ali, I love that. I wrote that down better to light a candle than be in the dark. That's great. I'm going to use that. I also share with, I share a lot about myself with my clients and they share a lot about themselves. Some of them can self-insure, um, but for the majority, I, they can't. Um, Eric helped me with a case yesterday and I said, she doesn't have much money, but she desperately needs long-term care because she's by herself. So um, she was very happy that we got back to her so quickly. And in terms of marketing, really getting it out, I'm going to really take advantage of lifehappens.org. I subscribed yesterday for $49.95. They have so much content, so much content to put in all your social media. We're going to blast our monthly newsletter with it, do webinars. So um, it's an exciting opportunity. Awesome. And it's so real. So a couple of takeaways already, lifehappens.org. I'm glad you brought that organization up. That again, if you have not checked it out, go ahead and Google it. Not right this minute, but but immediately following that, that's a good time to do it. Um, any for for you, Carol or Allie, um, what are some of the like challenges you've run into when maybe having this conversation? Is is it always cost? Is it is it complication? Is it you know people saying ah, I don't need it? I'll just just you know, self-insure, what, what are kind of some of the objections or, or challenges you've run into with, with having this conversation with clients? I'll, I'll kick that off. Um, you know, a lot of people, they have that denial. It's not going to be me. And then a lot of people will say, oh, I'm too young to think about that. And I say, you know, when we get the most requests from people about long-term care, when they've had a health issue. And of course, that's exactly the worst time that you could possibly want to try and qualify for long-term care insurance. So it's when you are younger and when you are healthy, that's the time to bite the bullet. So um, just had a client review meeting yesterday and these folks waited too long. They had a health issue. And so now we've had to set money aside because I think, and Calum helped me out on this, but they say you need to have at least $250,000 set aside for long-term care on top of what your normal health care premiums and these types of things would be. So when people can understand, you know, all right, I'm going to pay the same amount. It's just, I may be able to stretch it out from the time I'm in my fifties on up, if they're doing a 10 pay or some of these types of things versus I've waited till I'm in my seventies. Now it's much more difficult. For, for sure. Um, I was shocked by this and I don't know if anybody else knows the answer. So I'll throw it out there. Now this came from one America. So it's, it's, it's their number, but 
what do you think the optimal funding age is for long-term care? Uh, I I was completely shocked by this. I say age 50. 45, 50. Wow, you guys are a little bit younger than I thought. Um, what, What do you think, Allie? Well, again, I'll just use my own situation. At 50, because my mom had MS, and I was very well aware of the costs and the toll on the family. At that time, um, State Life, One America, had a 10-pay product. Boy, those were the days. So I jumped on it. So between 50 and 60, I have a 5% compound lifetime benefit. You will never see that product again. It's just too expensive. But I would definitely say I'm with Carol. They may have said even younger, but 50 to me, I think people have got their kids through college or in college, mortgages under control. Yeah, so so what America said 55 to 64, so they skewed a little bit older, but some of you got the low end of that range, certainly. Um, but yeah, I was I just surprised it's the 50s, you know, really ha- starting that conversation like that used to be a conversation I think most of us had in the mid 60s. Um, and, and it, you know, you probably got to subtract a decade at least now from that. Uh, Tara, what about you? A little bit, my husband's a little bit overweight. And when we had our exams, the examiner read the scale wrong. And he's just like, yeah, that's me. So he got a really good rate. Um, but the youngest client that I had with long-term care, they bought it at 25. And I'm just like, you're it's something else. Let me see the policy. So the next appointment they brought in, and sure enough, they had a policy at age 25. Wow. That, that is really thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any objections that you've run into, Carol? Any any kind of challenges you have uh, yeah. with this conversation? Yeah, my kids will take care of me. I can't, it's too expensive. And I just let them know exactly how I, what happened to me. You didn't want to pay for it. Once you get into your budget, it's just automatic. It's, it, it just, you know, it's just part of your, your budget. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to open it up for any, any questions anybody else has in, in, in you know, for, from uh, obviously outside of our, our panelists or our baristas today. So uh, Charlie mentioned Harley Gordon's book, The Conversation. Agree 100%. Charlie, if you haven't read it, read it. Keep a copy of it with you. I, I would read it multiple times. If you like listening to audiobooks, it's a great audiobook to, to listen to. We've also recorded two podcasts with Harley Gordon this year. So you can tell we care about this topic. So Dave Allison did one with Harley Gordon on the Bucket Plan on Demand podcast. And then Kirsten did one with Harley Gordon on a Woman's Clarity podcast um, just a couple months ago, I think three months ago-ish. Um, we will I link- didn't steal Dave Sunder. He has Harley Gordon locked up on his podcast. Oh, you had Bill Cohen. We had a conversation sorry, with Bill Cohen, Cohen yeah, I'm sorry. on caring for the caregiver, because it's really important to think about the statistics I threw in chat, because if 80% of men pass away married and 80% of women pass away single, this is a conversation of love and not a conversation that's one and done. It's a conversation that we, we talk about multiple times through our relationship with clients, because like it was already stated, when we ask for long-term care protection after something's happened to us, it's usually too late. So this is an ongoing conversation of love and protection that we should be having with our clients on an annual basis. I know Hammer's office is really big on 
doing this. I just recorded a podcast on life insurance and protecting her legacy. But one of the things I do do is have a conversation about this protection. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Um, I want to switch gears real quick. Ali, you and I were having a conversation before we started. Some of you may have been selling long-term care for, for many, many years now. Um, we were talking about specifically some of the challenges with some of the old long-term care providers, Genworth specifically. Um, I was just helping an advisor about a month ago with an, you know, kind of the options they were given with Genworth and didn't realize that their rating had fallen from A plus down to C plus now, which is, is kind of scary. But, you know, clients that do already have long-term care care policies, they're getting constant rate increase, very large rate increases, and then usually some options that can be somewhat confusing. So, Ali, do you have any advice there as you kind of help navigate that with, with clients? Right. Well, um, on this Genworth, this happened to be a referral from um, a property and casualty agency. And they said, gosh, we don't know anything about this Genworth policy. You know something about long-term care. Can you help us? So here's some ways you can build some bridges within your community, because maybe you didn't specifically sell that old Genworth policy, but there's a lot of old Genworth policies out there. And no fault to Genworth, actuaries didn't know how to price long-term care. They thought it was going to be like life insurance. Okay, all these people are going to take it out and then they're going to drop it. So, you know, we're going to have some good actuarial numbers and we'll be able to take care of those people who need it. Well, for the most part, people don't drop it. Now, when they get these rate increases, now is, this is not true of this Genworth go round, but for other companies that we've seen, pick up the phone with your client and call in and ask what other alternatives other than the ones that they've presented in the letter that they've sent to the client. Because many times there are more options available than what they'll communicate in writing. This is not true of this particular Genworth scenario. What Genworth is letting the people know is they've applied to all the states. If anybody has an unlimited benefit, their premium, once approved, will go up by 179%. Wow, that's a huge increase. 84% if they have a limited period, a five-year benefit, a six-year benefit. They are trying to steer people to drop their uh, cost of living increase. So they have a benefit where they're gonna give them some money, they're gonna keep their benefit where it is right now, it will never go up, but it's gonna stay right there, but they're gonna limit the number of years to three. They have another couple of benefits where they'll do a 1% compound, but they're gonna drop that current benefit way down. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, Work with your clients or work with people that are referred to you to try and figure out 
what alternatives? And, you know, I had one situation where the wife said, boy, you know, I know I'm the one more likely to use this. Maybe we can absorb my 84% premium increase, but we'll limit my husband's benefit to three years because that's going to drop his premium. And so at least for now, this is not going to be the end of benefit increases, but at least for now, it was affordable and kind of met that who's more likely to utilize the benefit. Any, any Carol, your, any experience on your end as well? Well, I just, when I talk to my clients and even if I'm teaching a retirement class and we, or a long-term care webinar, I just have some really great slides. So one is, it's really scary. You see this person go from standing upright and then eventually like down on a walker and then eventually in um, a wheelchair. And I'm just like, this is really sad to look at, but it happens. And then I also just mentioned that long-term care rarely brings families together. It, it you know, there's usually one one family member that gets stuck, it, it generally tears them apart. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people think I'm going to rely on my children, but you're not going to rely on children. You're probably going to rely on child, the, mm -hmm. the most responsible child or the one that lives closest. And that burden shifts to them. And as you said, this, this can break families apart, it can break siblings apart, more importantly, because the burden of care is rarely spread evenly. And so... Um, certainly something you probably don't want to have happen. You know, that, that's not their intention, especially. With hybrid policies, are there any tax benefits? Again, with the hybrid policies, as Ali said, there's several tax strategies you can use to, to take uh, something that has a, a, a built-in taxable gain and potentially turn it into a tax-free benefit on the back end if it's used for long-term care. We've talked about that. Uh, most hybrid policies, again, if they're structured correctly, they are tax qualified long term care. So any benefits paid out on the back end are tax free because they're 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 they are qualified long term care policies. Um, I'd like to just chime in. The best way to get long term care insurance is through a health savings account because you get point. a tax deduction and then it's tax free. And again, you just have to be able to, you have to be under a high deductible medical plan to qualify for HSA. But uh, we were just talking about this as, as a company yesterday of some of the strategies you can use with HSA plans. So I would also say, um, you know, one of our product partners also has the ability to use qualified money. So one person has a great big qualified plan and they don't have any other sources you know, utilizing, taking a piece of that qualified plan, moving it over into the annuity structure, then having that pay out. Yes, you are triggering taxes because it's pre-tax money coming out, but there is a way that you then can provide long-term care for both spouses, utilizing qualified money and one person's big plan. Absolutely. And that that's my perfect, you're, you're setting me up perfectly for what I wanted to share as we close, because I, 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 you know, there's a lot, been a lot of negativity, I think, around the long-term care industry. A lot of that has to do with a lot of the enforced policies and the, the, the increases that we've seen over the last 10, 15, five last year. Um, but I would argue right now that that there is 
honestly no better time to be able to purchase long-term care because there are so many other ways to do it outside of just the traditional long-term care policy. As, as Ali mentioned, we have the link benefit products. Those come in many different shapes and flavors. We have annuity-based, we have life-based, we can do single policies, we can do joint policies, we can take qualified money and, and obviously non-qualified money. You can pay in a lump sum, you can pay over the lifetime uh, of, the, of the client. So there, there's all these different ways to do it. We have non-medical options. We have options that have no underwriting that create a long-term care-like benefit. Um, that's not just the doublers out there, but there are other products. You've heard me mention specifically like the North American Versa Choice, um, which is an option that can take qualified or non-qualified money, no underwriting. Uh, it's an annuity that creates a, a uh, basically enhanced accumulation benefit that is then paid out for long-term care if they can't perform two of six ADLs. But there are a lot of nuances to this business. There's a lot of nuances to these policies. Um, you know, Kirsten, I know we were just talking the other day about you got to make sure that they they don't have a pre-existing condition in many cases because that may exclude them from some options. So just something that that you can rely. Again, I always like to pump up our team, myself, Eric, Kirsten, Sam. We are here to be your resource to help you with these policies, to help you figure out what's the best solution for your client. So don't hesitate to contact our insurance support line. We're here to be your resource, to be your expert, to help you navigate this world. But you know whether that client is 40 or 25, I guess, <laughs> or 20, whatever that age was, or if they're 75 or 80 and you think it's too late, there may be options still on the table that, that we can look at. So with that, I will wrap it up. Uh, thank you all for your time today. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, any further questions, again, just reach out to our insurance support line. Um, we're happy to assist you. Uh, Allie, Carol, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you coming in and sharing your expertise. Um, and any final words either of you would like to share in our last two minutes? No? I just say don't hesitate in bringing it up because they're not going to bring it up to you unless there's already an issue. You need to be the one that takes the initiative to approach the topic. And and, and the candle in the dark room, right? I like I like that analogy. So. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank all of you for your participation and, and joining us today. Have a fabulous week. The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.